0: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build Up, with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good afternoon everybody. We are getting ready for some late afternoon hockey today. This is my favorite parts about the Sharks being on the East Coast is that I can just go ahead and watch them in the afternoon and have them while I'm eating dinner as opposed to after dinner. So yeah, I, uh, I'm always looking forward to Sharks hockey in the East Coast. I mean, that's a lie. I'm looking forward to Sharks hockey at all times. Let's be honest. This is what I do for a living. Uh, But we've got a game coming up today that I think is of a little bit importance. But I'm also going to clarify that a little bit as well. Because I think that we are rightfully and wrongfully overreacting. But first, let's go over a couple things in the NHL. Let's look at the scores out of last night. The Bruins took it to the Panthers 5-3. The Kings got an overtime 5-4 victory over the Red Wings. Overtime for Montreal, who down the Pens, 3-2. Rangers by two over the Ducks, 6-4. Coyotes, 4-2 over Toronto. Capitals, 6-4 win over the Canucks. The Abs beat the Wilds, 6-3. Stars, four times the Jets won, 4-1 final. Doing Matt there, how about that? And the Hurricanes all over the Kraken by a final of 5-1. Let's take a look at the standings as we get ready For today, right now in the east, at the top of the Atlantic is Boston, then Detroit, Florida, Toronto, Montreal, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and Ottawa. In the metropolitan, Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Washington, the Islanders, New Jersey, and Columbus. In the west, leading the central, Dallas, the Avs, Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Chicago, Arizona, Minnesota, and in the Pacific, Vegas, Calgary, L.A., Seattle, Edmonton, Anaheim, Vancouver, San Jose. So that brings us into tonight, where we are looking at our schedule of games. Another full slate, eight games on the docket. Uh, Ducks and Devils at four. Bruins and Senators at four. Flyers visit the Lightning at four. Blue Jackets host the Canucks at four. Vegas is in Calgary at six. Sabres and Oilers at six. 6.30 Kings and Nashville and of course the sharks and the islanders at 4:30 this afternoon. But I want to get back to this idea of everybody overreacting because it is early in the season. Let's look at the uh let's look at the Atlantic. Do you expect Tampa Bay to be second from last at the end of the year? Uh no. Do you expect let's look at uh, another one in the West. Do you expect Minnesota to be at the bottom of the Central? Probably not. Do you expect Vegas to be at the top of the Pacific? Probably not. And yes, results are results and any given day in the standings, while they might not tell the entire story, they definitely do not lie. And so that's why I'm looking at this as saying everybody had a lot of strong reactions after Saturday night's loss. I get it. Believe me, I do. I was absolutely um, trying to get the correct term here. I don't know. I was just kind of devastated by that, I guess, for lack of a better term, to watch the Sharks play not great hockey for the first 10 minutes of the first period, turn it around and take a 2-0 lead. It was like, okay, here we go. They're going to get it rolling. And then they completely fell apart, surrendered five consecutive goals, including consecutive shorthanded goals, and just completely left me wondering what on earth had happened. I mean, I am not one to do a lot of angry morning tidying, uh, but I was just... I mean, I was blown away. I, I had never seen a collapse quite like that from the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, I know there have been bad losses in the last couple of years. You go back last year and you look at the 8 nothing loss to Nashville. And I said to myself at the time, you know, I was like, that's a bad loss, but you feel like you can move on pretty quickly. Because they were never up in that game. It was like Nashville jumped on them and just kept on pouring it on. They were down from the start. But this was particularly concerning because it looked like a regression back to what we saw multiple times in the 2021 season where the Sharks would take a one or two goal lead and then watch it blow up in their faces and they would end up losing. And this one was also particularly bad just because you felt like it was a team that you were distinctly better than, right? I mean, Chicago, where they are in their current timeline, what they're trying to do, where they're trying to build themselves, they are not where the Sharks are right now. They are on paper a much worse team. But what we saw out there on the ice the other night was that the Sharks are not a much worse team that the Sharks were having trouble linking passes that the sharks were having overall just trouble getting everything done over the course of the evening and nothing came easy nothing looked fluid and the power play in particular looked like a liability and to have the power play look like a liability is something that is just you know beyond me and listen I get it the the normal preseason was interrupted because you did not have the same length of time you had to go over and play real games and yes that changes things International travel going from one side of the planet in the Pacific Ocean or the West Coast here in the Pacific, going across the country, across the Atlantic to Prague and Germany before that. Yeah, it's going to take a lot out of you. I completely understand it. But at the same time, I, you know, I, I am surprised that the results up to this point have been this relatively poor. That said, that said, there are 78 gains left. I do not think I'm as smart as David Quinn. I do not think I'm as smart as Mike Greer. I do not think I know the game of hockey as well as them. I think that I can judge it like many others and I'm qualified to do so because I've watched so much of it over the course of my life. But at the same time, I, I understand that you've got to let this play out. And if the Sharks end up being a very, very bad team this year, well, that's just how the cookie crumbles. If the Sharks also have multiple losses like this where it appears like they are collapsing and shooting themselves in the foot, that's another story. That. You don't want to see regression. And that's what I keep on coming back to. And I know that, yes, you're finding out what life without Brent Burns is like, and you're finding out what you've got in new guys that are trying to learn the system. Like these are all obvious factors of what's going on with the Sharks right now. I just, you know, I think you got to let it play out. I think we have to wait and see how this team particularly responds in this road trip Four on the East Coast. I think this will give us a much better barometer of where this team is because if they can come back to San Jose with two wins and two losses or maybe even a 3 and 1 road trip on the east coast a little span here they're doing then i will feel a little bit better um you know 1 and 3 would not be a disaster but i'd like to see some some 500 play um you look at sharks and islanders tonight thursday night rangers saturday devils sunday flyers then you're back home on tuesday to face the knights so this is a bit of a gauntlet then after that it's the maple leafs And then it's the Lightning on Saturday the 29th. And then finally on Tuesday the 1st, you're going to have the Ducks in town. So, you know, the Sharks have to go through some stuff right now. And I would rather judge it off of 11 games as opposed to the first four alone, knowing that the first three were against very difficult opponents. But at the same time, I want to see wins. I understand there are people out there that want Bedard and they want the Sharks to tank. That's not how I view it. I think you always want to be in contention as long as possible. But beyond these things, I want to see in these next four games improvements in what the Sharks are trying to do. I understand what Eric Carlson is capable of, that he can hit those stretch passes. He can thread those needles. But if he's going to attempt those stretch passes, he needs to pick his spots. He needs to be better. He needs to figure out when is the right time to make those attempts and when is not the right time. He can't be turning the puck over in the Sharks' own end. He can't be making bad passes, trying to do too much. Connect simple passes. It's something that we've heard from Dan Rusanowski. It's something that we've heard from Drew Remenda. The old keep it simple ideology. That's what the Sharks need to be doing. Keep things simple. You can move the puck quickly if you reduce the risk of individual passes. And the Sharks, I think right now, the reason that you're seeing things you know, kind of spiral out of control is everybody's trying to do too much. This is the classic hero hockey that we see. You overextend yourself. You try to make something happen. In that position, you open yourself up to vulnerabilities, and those vulnerabilities are exploited. Ask Kapo Kakinen. He was put in a very bad situation time and time and time again the other night, and it's something that's got to change. Now, will it change immediately? I can't say that, and I don't honestly know that right away, but I think that... We've got to give it a little bit of time to see what happens, but I understand the desire to overreact. I understand that a lot was made out of the fact that guys said after that loss that there was frustration in the room, and that was something that kind of surprised me. People were say, oh, there's frustration coming from the Sharks' locker room, you know, the dressing room. And, well, what, you want them to be happy with it? I don't know about you, but generally when guys experience demoralizing losses, it doesn't exactly turn into sunshine and kisses inside the dressing room. They generally get pretty pissed off. They generally get pretty upset. They generally are frustrated. And again, I, I don't know why that surprised some people. You're, you want the team to be pissed off. You don't want them to try and be okay with bad losses. That's never something you want to be the reality for your team. You want your team to ultimately be in a position to where a loss is something that is relatively unacceptable. And I, I know losses happen, but the way that the Sharks lost on Saturday night... I think for the time being, feels like it was relatively unacceptable. And I would expect and hope that there is a big, big bounce back in the game against the Islanders tonight. I don't know that there will be, but I would imagine that David Quinn, Logan Couture, the other top members of this team, whether we're talking about the coaches and the players, that they let it be known that it was not going to be acceptable to play like that again. And listen, this is why we once again are going over the refrain of to be a the best team you can be, wherever that lands the Sharks, you need your best players to be your best players. And we haven't seen that enough this year. It's been a slow start for a Timo Meyer and a Tomash Hurdle and Logan Gautier and Eric Carlson. And, you know, you go down the list. And those guys need to start racking up points. They need to start putting pucks in the back of the net. They need to be a part of more positive than they are negative. And right now, um, it's not in their favor. There is a reason that these guys... Are frustrated. There is a reason why they're trying to do too much, and you would hope that today we see a simplified game from the Sharks that allows them to have greater success. Uh, yesterday, after practice, David Quinn spoke with the media. Uh,
1: this is what he had to say. Well, uh, power play obviously was something we worked on, and also we're playing faster in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, I thought as the game went on, we got a little bit more uh, purposeful in what we we're doing, but I just thought. You know, we've spent too much time on the perimeter on the outside of the dots, and we've just got to be way more inside if we're going to be an effective team. That's one of the reasons why we haven't scored a lot of goals. We just don't, we haven't had that attitude around the net or get it, or an attitude getting to the net. And it's something we've got to be better at.
0: That was Coach Quinn yesterday talking about things that need to be worked on. And yes, the power play in particular, needs to be massively improved. And I think there just needs to be an overall understanding of what their roles are. I think they need to come in with more aggressiveness. And I think that there's just not necessarily tentative nature in their play right now, but it feels like everybody's trying to be perfect. It feels like everybody's trying to do too much, and it's just opening them up to all sorts of problems, and they're turning the puck over. They're putting themselves in bad positions. They are 1-16 for on the power play up to this point of the season. If they are going to win games, especially on the road and especially in the Eastern time zone, you need to have a power play that is relatively reliable. It doesn't have to be stellar, but you need to have your man advantage look like an advantage. You can't have your man advantage look like you're at a deficit and you're not able to get done what you need to get done. Right after this. Uh, Shang Pang of San Jose Hockey Now and NBC Sports California asked Quinn if he thought the message was well-received about what they need to do going into this game. And his answer was, well, we'll find out tomorrow night. And that was Monday. Now it's Tuesday, and we will find out tonight. We're going to find out exactly how they respond to this message. And that's, again, a big question mark for the Sharks this year. Response to adversity. Because through the first four games, it's not been great. Now listen, Game 2 against Nashville... Solid performance. Game 3 against Carolina, I thought it was a pretty solid performance, albeit marked by poor decision making and some self-inflicted wounds. Game 4, that was pretty rough. Now, tonight, Game 5 on the road, got to see what sort of adjustments they can make, what sort of you know, overall composure and character this team has, I think it could be a telling moment. More on the power play, specifically Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc.
1: Well, it's funny because all through training camp and even in the Nashville series, uh, we felt good about the power play. I mean, you watched it. I mean, we were effective. We were getting chances. and. You scored a goal in really two. I mean, the first goal we scored against Nashville was literally the guy was just coming out of the box. So even though we don't get credit with one, our power play was giving us momentum. We gained confidence from it. We felt that way going through training camp. And then this past weekend, we really got away from doing all the things we were doing. I think we got a little bit uh, frustrated uh, against Carolina. And I thought we got impatient. And, you know... There's a lot that goes on in a power play and go here, do this, go to your spot, do that. But you've got to play hockey within the power play, and I thought we lost that. I thought we lost that. basic responsibilities of playing the game of hockey within your power play. You know, win and lose puck battles, passing to the guy that's open, shooting it when you should, and not forcing things, and those are the things that got us in trouble in the other night. And a little bit
0: more from Quinn on
1: what exactly he's been seeing from LeBanc. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but you know, what, what we want to see is everybody play with the right intentions. You may not have a great night, but you better give the appearance that you're trying to play with the right intentions. And when you do that, even on a night you may not feel good or things aren't going your way, you know, sometimes not having any impact on the game is OK. You know, it's 82 games and just like, you know, you go out there and nothing happens in your shift. That's sometimes a good shift. And, you know, sometimes players have to realize that and know that. And I think that's something he's going to understand.
0: Another question that was asked to Quinn, and probably premature, but again goes into the overall overreaction, valid or invalid as you may find it, but just a question about if he felt the Sharks were falling out of playoff contention just four games into the year.
1: I mean, as a coach, we can't think that way. I mean, to me, we've got to think about tomorrow night. We've got to think about being better than we were the other night and continue to build on some of the things that, you know, that we know we've got to do to be successful. And, you know... Maybe as an organization, you think about the playoffs and things like that. But once the season gets going, you know you've got to live in the moment and you've got to, you know, put your best foot forward. On a day like today, we could, you know, I thought our power play was better today. We worked on a couple of things we're going to need to work on for tomorrow, and we've got to be ready to go tomorrow. And you know, I know we're zero too, two, but I kind of felt good about the direction we were going leaving Prague, and you know. Didn't feel that way after the game against Chicago, but you know, the good news is we get to play tomorrow night and get back to feeling good about our effort and our intentions and get a win.
0: And my other takeaway out of what we saw the other night is that I didn't feel like the Sharks' effort was poor per se. I just felt like it was misdirected. Like I never felt like they were just giving up. I you know, I never really associate poor effort in terms of like the guys not trying. It's just sometimes you see a team not trying the right way. Like There are self-inflicted wounds. There are issues that come in. There are problems. There is a lack of ability to rectify the situation. You let things get out of control. You don't know how to respond in the moment, and that can ultimately lead you to having uh, too many troubles. I mean, that is what we saw with the Sharks the other night. They didn't have the ability to bounce back from what they were facing, and that's something, again, that has to improve, but it's not something that is... You can fix that relatively quickly. What we saw the other night... Were mental lapses, were a lack of execution. You can improve upon those areas and put yourself in a better position to win. Unfortunately, they didn't do that from the second period to the third period. Like the the good teams in the NHL are able to leave a bad period behind and then suddenly look to have a much better performance. What we saw the other night from the Sharks is something that, you know, we're four games into the year and we're talking about what we hope is a low point. Uh, because that was something that was just so uncharacteristic and just so, again, demoralizing. That was a demoralizing defeat. To go from a 2 nothing lead to giving up five consecutive goals with a couple of shorties thrown in there, that's not the way you want to lose a game. In any sport, if you get beat, you get beat. You can outplay a better team, but if the better team is just simply better from a talent perspective, they might beat you anyway. But the Sharks didn't outplay the opposition. They did enough to take a 2 nothing lead, and then they collapsed upon themselves like a star. You know they they went supernova so quickly that we didn't even see the blip of light. It was suddenly just a black hole, and they were sucking goals into their own ant. That has got to change because that is not the type of mentality you can allow to bleed from one game to the next. Take that black hole of energy and just say, hey, throw all that negativity out of that game in there tonight. We're gonna have cleaner zone entries. We're not going to turn the puck over the way we did in previous games this year. We are going to make better decisions. We are going to play a cleaner, tighter game. 60 full minutes of hockey. It's not something we've seen yet this year. We've seen some brief moments from the Sharks where things have looked all right, But too often we've seen things just kind of break down, fall apart, and they've been on the wrong end of the scoreline in all four games. But like any team you have a chance to see what you can build and foster while you're out on the road, especially an early season trip like this. The trip over to Berlin and Prague, yeah, a little bit different because there's some festivities attached to that. It's in a different time zone. You're adjusting from one area to the next and it's just, it's not normal. This is the normal stretch of an NHL season. Sharks start every year by going out onto the road. This is nothing new, this is the norm. So now you have this opportunity once again where the Sharks can try and rally the troops, circle the wagons, have your come to Jesus moment, whatever you want to call it, and try and turn things around after an awful start to the season. Now, it doesn't mean this is going to be a 10-game winning streak. This doesn't mean this team is going to make the playoffs. But I am distinctly looking for them to have a better performance than what we saw on Saturday night. You would hope that that better performance allows them to be a better team. Reimer is in net tonight. Maybe we're going to see Barabanov. We don't know as of yet. I think if Barbie is out there, that's going to help the Sharks have a better performance. Health is always so critical. But most, mostly, I want to see a clean mental performance in the Sharks. All right, be sure to join us for live pregame coverage starting at 4 this afternoon right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.